0: And um, if I were to ask you about God or to tell me something about God, uh, you would probably tell me something like God is love or or God is good or maybe God is kind um, or God is faithful or God is righteous or, or just or merciful or gracious. Praise God and thank God for those things, right? Thank God that he is faithful and that he is love and mercy and and grace, and that he pursues us. Praise God. And thank God that that list could go on and on and on, and that's just a very short list about some of the things that you may be able to rattle off real quick about God. But some of you, you may reply maybe a little differently. Maybe you would say, maybe God is angry, um, or, or God is jealous, and maybe not in a, in a good way jealous, but in a bad way jealous. Or you may say that, that God is hard. I mean, look at the society, look at the world. Brother Kevin you know, God is just allowing all these bad things to happen. <laughs> you know, you've ever been in those kind of conversations, right? And so, you know, depending on where you are in life, you, you know, you may just have a very different list of attributes about God. You know, like I said, you may think that he's angry and judgmental. But whether, you, whether we realize it or not, our response probably has a lot to do with what side of God's covenant we're on. And so... With God, everything is a lot of times is about location and our location. Is it as I'm turning away from God or am I heading towards God? And in the real estate game, many of you know that it's about location, location, location. Right, Brother Andrew? It's all about location. A couple years ago, we found this beautiful house on North Bales Avenue. Many of you were able to come. And it was a huge house, had lots of room. It was a great backyard. But the front of the house was a highway. And pulling in and out of that street, I felt like I was getting ran over. Or if the kids were out in the yard, you felt like they were going to get ran over. And so it was just a bad location. And so we had to sell because we didn't, you know, we didn't stake the place out very well to figure out if, hey, is this really a good location? But beyond the fact that God is love or, or all of those wonderful attributes about God, God is a covenant keeping God. And so God is all about, about covenant. And covenant is, again, it's just simply a formal agreement, a contract, a testament, a treaty between two parties with specific obligations on each side. Praise God. Matthew and Laura are about to enter into a marriage covenant. Praise God. And many of you are in that covenant. Praise God today. So this is used about 250 times in the Old Testament. And so God talks a lot through the prophets, through the judges, through Moses about covenant. And then, 20 times in the New Testament as well, it's covenant is talked about. So, let's look real quickly at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. Give you a couple seconds to get there in your Bibles. It says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. This is the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So this is the good side of the covenant. So when you're on the good side of the covenant with God, man, he's he's the loving God. He's the merciful God. He's the faithful God. He's the God that keepeth his love and his mercy for thousands of generations, praise God. Anybody want to be on the good side of the covenant with God? But the verse doesn't stop there, or the thought doesn't stop there. In verse 10 it says, and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his face. And this is the bad side of the covenant. This is what happens for us that find ourselves on the opposite side of the good side of the covenant with God, is that there is a good side of the covenant, praise God. There is a side where there's love and mercy and faithfulness, Howbeit, sometimes correction, but there's a side that we can get ourselves on where God's face is turned away from us. His wrath is upon us. And yeah, whoo, yeah, you don't, praise God, you don't want to be on that side of the covenant, praise God. So, understanding covenants is necessary to fully understanding God in the Bible. In the very beginning, God created the world and man, showing he is the sovereign ruler of all. He created Adam and Eve as priest kings, as those made in his image to rule the world. They were to really extend God's rule over the entire earth. If we go back to the very beginning, Genesis 1, 27 and 28 says, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Praise God. doesn't matter what society says anymore. He created them male and female. Praise God. And God blessed them, in verse 28, and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Praise God. Quite quite a command from God. Jumping into chapter 2 of Genesis in verses 16 and 17, he says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So God begins this conversation with Adam and he's given Adam some commandments of subduing the world and the animals and the things that fly and the creeping and crawling things and you know all of the wonderful you know the I mean you know who doesn't love a good spider praise god you know or a good snake you know it's like thank you thank you Jesus um and so but god he's he's given this to adam and he so he begins to in no uncertain terms begin to bring adam and say hey adam we've got this thing going and we're going to establish this covenant and hey as long as you do what i say you know we're good but if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil um You're going to die. And so as God's son and daughter, they would be confirmed in life and righteousness if they obeyed the Lord, but they would be cursed if they disobeyed the commandment not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so in other words, there were covenant blessings. There was the good side of the covenant, and then there were the covenant cursings, the bad side of the covenant. And for a time, Adam and Eve enjoyed the covenant blessings. Praise God. I mean, we've ever set... Sat back and just kind of thought about, man, Adam and Eve, just in the garden, all these wonderful fruits. I don't know if you've ever been to, like, Florida or California, and you just, I mean, you get some ripe some, or just perfect fruit coming off the tree where it hasn't been processed through, like, a thousand different grocery stores and, you know, the semi trucks all the way to us here in the middle of nowhere Missouri. But if you've been ever in those tropical countries in Hawaii, you know, and get that fruit, and it's just fresh, and it's just juicy, and you bite into it and just pff, juice all over your face. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I got anybody that likes fruit in here? Anybody? Okay, come on. I know it's cold out there, but we're gonna have to do some jumping jacks or something. We'll get, get you guys excited. Praise God. But Adam and Eve, man, they had this wonderful, they had this wonderful paradise. Uh, they were in daily relationship with God. They were talking with God. They were, you know, were in great relationship with each other. Um, you know, I, I'll stop there. Um we'll continue on, praise God. Uh <laughs> I mean, you know, they were naked and not ashamed. Praise God! Just had to say it. Praise God! It was a good. It's good. I mean, like, what was Adam and Eve thinking to get out? You know, get themselves out of this. This is a good time. This is the best of the best. Praise God! Now y'all are awake. I just got to get you awake. Got to get you excited about this. We're talking about covenant. Praise God. Genesis three six through eight, but. Like all good things, we as humans, we, we like to mess things up. Praise God. How many ever messed some good things up? How many ever had some good things going your way, and then you got in the way of those good things happening? Praise God. Well, that's what Adam and Eve did. It said in verse 6 of chapter 3, it says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the, and the tree desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave to her husband with her, and he did eat as well. Praise God. We're not blaming Eve here. Adam was right there next to her. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And verse 7 says, And the eyes of them were both opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And verse 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, and got uh, from, the Lord their, uh, from the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Praise God. So they really found themselves real quickly on the bad side, bad side of the covenant. And so they ate the forbidden tree and experienced the covenant curse. But by God's grace, the story doesn't end there, praise God. (laughs) Praise God for his grace. But the Lord promised that through the offspring of the woman that they would eventually triumph again. In verses 14 and 15, it says, The Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly thou shalt go, and dust thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Praise God. Way back all the way at the very beginning, God was prophesying about a a redeemer. Praise the Lord. Someone to help help us get us out out of that covenant curse that we were under. And so the rule originally given to Adam and Eve would be restored through the offspring of the woman. And then the Bible, and then so basically then from here, We've got a bunch of other covenants that are going to come that are basically just covenants that are really just trying to bring God's people back into covenant blessings and back into in, in, into his covenant relationship with them like Adam and Eve had at the very beginning, praise God. And so we kind of looked at the one that God had with Adam and Eve, um, but God also had one with, with Noah and his family. And we see the, anytime it rains or you can go outside and see you know those beautiful rainbows, uh, we know that. Hey, that's that's a reminder for us that God is, hey, he's really serious about this covenant thing. Every time we see that rainbow, hey, hey we need to remember, hey, God is real serious about his covenant. And I know that, that event seems eons and ages ago, and sometimes it's really hard to grasp our minds around, because we weren't there, and we didn't experience a worldwide flood. And, you know, my wife, when we had the kids, were like, you know, hey, I want to paint Noah's Ark in their room. And I'm like, what about I don't remember all those screaming families, all those kids that, you know, mom was banging on the door of that ark saying, "Hey, let hey, let let my kid in. Hey, let my kid in. This thing this is serious. This is about to happen." And so God is real serious about his covenant, and there were a lot of people that realized when that rain started coming down like, "Hey, whoa. Noah wasn't kidding around." <laughs> Noah wasn't playing that, hey, this thing is really coming. This thing is really happening. And there were families that, hey, they may have been in the midst of partying and and doing their family thing and doing their family ways and comfortable in their family traditions. But man, when that rain started, whoa, where's the church at? (laughs) Where's that church? Where's that door? Where's that ark? (laughs) I want to get in the ark. Praise God. I'm glad to be in the ark with God today. Praise the Lord. I want to be in covenant today with him there's not going to be any time for when that trumpet sounds for us to come banging on the church door saying, hey, hey, Pastor Gary, where are you? Well, he's going to be gone. <laughs> praise God. And then God made a covenant with Abraham and his descendants, where we got the covenant of circumcision, which was an everlasting covenant, and praise God that we know if that we read the New Testament, God correlates that everlasting covenant with Abraham of circumcision to New Testament water baptism. Praise God. How many glad that they've been baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus to get into that covenant today? Praise the Lord. Praise God. And then there was a covenant made with Moses and the Israelites. And then God made one with David in the kingdom. Um, and then praise God for the new covenant. Praise God. I'm glad to be part of the new covenant. And so covenants... And we're going to continue on in the series, and we're going to. The teachers are going to go more in depth with with those different covenants and, and kind of all the different ins and outs of those. But again, covenants are the backbone of the biblical story, and if we understand how the covenants function in the Bible, we will have a good grasp of how the Bible fits together. And if we can see the big picture of all the Scripture, we'll do a better job of interpreting the details. And the different covenants play a fundamental role in seeing the big picture. Praise God. And so these. So these covenants also help help us see what God's pattern is. And so when we look back through, you know, if we try to understand where we are today, we, if we can look back from the very beginning and we say, okay, well, how did God deal with Adam and Eve? He had covenant. How did God deal with Abraham? Covenant. How did God deal with Moses and the people of Israelite? Covenant. How did God deal with, with King David? There was covenant. How did God deal with all of these different people throughout the Bible? We can see that there's a pattern that's been established covenant and so all of a sudden we show up in the new testament and everybody's like hey we're under grace when you know you can do whatever you want and it's you know any way thing goes and if you know you can do that and you're fine and you can do this and you're fine and i'm fine and you're fine and everybody's fine and but what's the pattern that's been established the pattern is covenant and so when we get to hey what about my salvation today in 2019 almost 2020 well, praise god i don't know where this year's going <coughs> I have some kids that'll help years go by um but when we get to today, and, hey, I'm trying to be saved, what, and I go to these different churches, or I go online, look at these different websites, and you can find all different ways to be saved today, and, you know, praise God. Uh, but, hey, what the, what's the pattern that God was trying to show us throughout all of time to lead us to right now? And it's covenant. Praise God. And so we need to know what, what our part of the covenant is, because God was like, a, you, know, you know, like I've, hopefully I've established, that <laughs> God was pretty serious about covenant praise god so the thing about covenant is again you are either in or you're out <laughs> praise god and so if we go back to deuteronomy chapter 7 and we read some of those following verses 11 through 14 uh, this is what what moses writes he says thou shalt therefore keep the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which i command thee this day to do them Again, there's this language about doing them and obeying them and following them and hearing to them, not just believing in them. Um, it says in verse twelve, "Wherefore, if it come to pass, if ye hearken, uh, or shall come to pass, if ye hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep." Unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore unto thy fathers, and he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee, and he will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, the increase of thy kin and thy flocks of the sheep in the land which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee. Thou shalt keep, thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your cattle. So again, I know that those verses could easily quite it can be taken out of context for kind of where we are today. And again, this was kind of a covenant that God made with Moses, but the principle applies. The principle is, is that, hey, if you're in God's covenant, God's blessing is going to be upon you. It may not be necessarily the way that we want, but his face is going to shine upon you and you're going to be in the covenant and all those blessings and everything that God promised. And I love the very end of that. It says, there shall not be male or female among you barren. And I know that that by and large, is talking, you know, about physical kids, because um, again, that was a, kind of a really big thing back then, and is today as well. But again, if we can parallel that, he's talking about man spiritually. You're not going to be barren when you're in covenant with me. You're going to everything's going to, you know. Isn't this, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Like I don't misunderstand. <laughs> Praise God. We all know that walking with God's not easy, but it's a better life. Praise God. Okay, I'm not, we're not better than anybody in the world, okay? We're, we're not better than them, but we're better off because we're in covenant, praise God. I'm better off when I align my life to God's commandments and to God's ways and to his thoughts and his plans, praise God. And so, man, let's make sure that we're in covenant, praise God, praise God. If you want to stand with me this morning as the musicians come back. So we're going to be talking a lot about covenant. So if you're unsure of what I'm talking about, please find one of us. We'd love to sit down and do a Bible study with you, talk more about this new covenant. Praise God. But Z, let's lift our hands. Let's just thank God that, hey, man, who, thank you, Jesus, that you allowed us to enter in covenant with you, and we get all these covenant blessings. Praise God. We're going to remember all the benefits, the psalmist said, of following the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much today, Lord, for all... The benefits, all the blessings. God, we're not better off. Lord, we're not better than anybody in the world. God, we're not, we're not puffing ourselves up this morning because because we're here, God. We're not making ourselves something that we're not, God, but we're just better off, God. Lord, because you shine upon us, Lord, because you've covered us, Lord, in the wonderful waters of baptism, Lord, and that your name was called over us, Jesus. We're just better off today, God, when we obey your commands. We're better off when we submit to your ways, God, when we put ourselves in covenant, Lord. We're just better off today. Thank you, Jesus.